0: Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to F it up, in our very, very humble opinion. Today, we are talking about how to make feature films from a producer, actor and cinematographer combo point of view. I am Ooh. Giles Alderson, <laughs> co-writer and director of the Dare feature film and World of Darkness feature documentary and producer of A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Andrew Rogers filming uh, today, as is Christian James, but we have... The producer and lead actor of the feature film Retribution And is currently starring in Disney's The Lodge It's my mate, all-round good guy Ambassador for Born Free Foundation And rescues dogs in his spare time It's the ace, Dan Richardson Woo! Woo! I'm
1: giving myself a
0: cheer You have to yeah. No one else will <laughs> yeah, Everyone else just looking at the yeah, him How How chair this chair? guy? Yeah. Right, How's your week been, Dan? Brilliant, mate
1: Thanks <laughs> How's yours? Really good. Yeah, no, mine's been great. Because I had loads on up until last weekend. As you know, you came to an event, didn't you? you yeah. A screening. A screening. And, um, Gods in Shackles. Gods in Shackles, which we'll talk about someday, I guess. I and guess. Uh, And so I, I, all the preparation for that, just, I, I, you know, I was exhausted. So I had, I had a week going to the gym, chilling, walking with my dog.
2: Mm-hmm. So, At
1: like, the
0: same time? Yeah, the whole Put, lot. Putting the dog on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching. Yeah. yeah sounds watching good. Watching tele. Good, I like it. Yeah. Read that. Yeah. Okay,
1: we are coming to you from Just Voices Studio. woo Which is a brilliant studio, and it's reasonably priced. If you want Central London Studio without Central London prices, then this is the place for you. Visit them at justvoicesagency.com and speak to Simon.
0: That was very good. Thanks, mate. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome... Hello welcome welcome to us and why not why not and why not check out our previous shows with Sam Miller discussing directing for TV Staten and Poppy Cousins road talking about getting their short film on HBO Oscar winner Mark Sanger telling us how to edit Gravity and Transformers Phil Hawkins who made a feature film in 2 days 2 days Dan And his wonderful time directing horror legend Robert England. That's Freddy Krueger himself. Do listen to those. They are brilliant. That's just a few of them. You've got another one to do. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) We're on on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Before we introduce anybody, we're on iTunes. We are. And let's face it, this isn't exactly easy, as you guys are discovering. This is horrible. (laughs) It's really hard. to do these podcasts. So
0: if people don't get on and review
1: it, it, we're just going to stop. Yeah. So review it. Yeah. Or say Goodbye. That's not what you said, is
0: it? No, it's not what was written. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it was
0: funnier. I like it. We'll stay at that. Mm. I like it. No, it really helped. going review and a five-star review. Obviously, it's really nice. It keeps us going, keeps us alive. So do support what you can. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes and Acast. Water and air also keeps us alive. But We're also on the BritPod scene, which is an amazing group of podcasts. Mm. So do check out more podcasts if you like them. Our guests... Oh, wow. I'm so excited for these guests. Today's guests are Sam Kerr and Julian Kostoff. Say hello. Hello. hello.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed Both
0: it. nailed it. <laughs> right, I'm going to introduce you. So, Sam Kerr, within a year of graduating from the National Film School, Sam Kerr's short film Connect, which is directed by Samuel Abrams, was BAFTA-nominated and his critically acclaimed feature film In Our Name was officially selected at the BFI London Film Festival and Biffa nominated. In the same year, Sam was chosen by BAFTA as a Brit to watch. I haven't finished. Mm -hmm. So I mean, this is my bio, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I've literally just copied this. How else would I have known this, huh?
3: Right. Have you been stalking Sam? <laughs> it's the first time someone's read it to me, though. Really? Yeah. Does it feel
0: nice? Uh, he went on to shoot BFI-funded feature film Couple in a Hole, directed by Tom Jeans, which won three awards at the DINARD oh, British Film Festival 2015, including The Golden Hitchcock. He's recently completed The Tunnel, Vengeance for Sky, and In the Dark for BBC and this year, Sam's critically acclaimed TV miniseries Born to Kill was released for Channel 4, as well as the feature film, World War II drama, Another Mother's Son. For Bill, Another Mother's Son. <laughs> <laughs> for Bill Kenwright Films, uh, yeah, I, that's amazing. Amazing list.
4: <laughs> that's the soundtrack take care just, of. <laughs> you've just inspired me to cut down my bio. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and joining him is Julian Kostoff, who was also in another mother not also in another person. you weren't in it were you? you weren't an what, extra at uh, one maybe point maybe you? occasionally oh. Stand, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. your arm <laughs> goes yeah. into shot his camera's <laughs> in shot why do they keep that in? Um, Julian Kostov he's the lead one of the leads I'm the son he's the, you are the son in I'm another son. mother's son It's uh, <laughs> a prison of war escapee in the brilliant World War 2 film he has starred in 24 Barbarians Rising Ben-Hur and Leatherface and he was my producer on The Dare yes Yes. So, welcome, Sam Kerr. Boom! High, five. A high five. And high five. Julian Kostov, Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Thank boys. You. Yeah, good. Um, this podcast is all about inspiring people who want to make films or want to carry on making films. So, inspire them. Go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to go out for a coffee. We'll back in an hour. Switch that thing off when you're finished. Yeah. Finish, yeah? <laughs> Just press stop.
0: Fine. Um, so, how did you start, Sam? We'll start with you. How did you start in the industry?
4: How did I start? I I fell in love with filmmaking, watching mm-hmm. films, um, and I went to film school. Um, yeah. I just thought I'd give it a shot and try and see if I was any good at making them and whether I enjoyed the process as much as watching them. Mm-hmm. And after a few years of, of of fairly bad attempts, I started to gain a little bit of confidence and realised that I did in fact enjoy it and I had a small amount of talent.
0: Well, you say you say you had a bad start, <laughs> but hang on, wait, your start was ridiculous. You you your first short film was nominated for a BAFTA. It
4: wasn't my first short film. Ah, You should change your bio. (laughs) 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 I mean, it was my first short (laughs) (laughs) film. First short film that did well. (laughs) We made short films at film school. Mm. And... What was brilliant is you could make mistakes. So the first short film I made was completely out of focus; mm. so you couldn't see anything. Good. The second short film I made was completely <laughs> no, underexposed; so you couldn't see anything. Great. You see, you see a pattern here? Yeah. yeah. yeah the yeah, third boy, short film good, was yeah. in focus, and you could see st- something. Uh, right, so. Yeah. That gave me a bit of encouragement. God, is, that uh, what, and then they, I, is that what got you BAFTA nominated? Is because
0: it was in focus? And <laughs> this was, time he it did it. This is it. how <laughs> easy it is to get BAFTA nominated. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. And then after that, I realized there was, you know, once you got over actually seeing something and actually getting it in focus, you could start to have a play and, and think about visual storytelling. Um, that gave me hmm. enough confidence to to actually keep going, really. But yeah, I mean, I, but that was a great thing about film schools—you could actually go out there and make those mistakes that would mm. basically get you fired in, in the professional world. That's true. And I mean, everyone's journey is differently, but for me, that was really important because I did make a lot of mistakes, and it gave me that environment to work. So, I'll yeah, for me, it was the it was the obvious way in and the only way in, mm-hmm. and um, and actually went to two different film schools. I went to a a university uh, film and TV production course at Westminster, University of Westminster, which is brilliant. Big big up Westminster. Big up Westminster. I love those guys. The first ever cinema uh, in the UK where the Lumiere brothers screened the first film is the Regent Street uh, Campus, the cinema there, which the BSC, uh, British Society of Cinematographers, now use for their monthly screenings. So it's a piece of cinema history we've got here in the capital. Owned by Westminster, so yeah, try and try and uh, see a film there if you can. That's cool. Great place to watch a film. Yeah.
1: How many podcasts have sound bites like that?
4: None. None. Uh, <laughs>
1: only, only this one. Thanks, yeah. man.
4: That's really cool. My old tutors will be thanking me for that. Yeah, yeah.
0: they'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so before we carry on with more stuff with you, Julian, yeah. let's uh, tell us about your starting the film business because you do so much. You, you're not just, you know, not just an actor. You're a Not producer, you actor. do all sorts of
3: stuff. Um, Although being just an actor is still still okay. but um, mm, It is. <laughs> and I think, well, I started, I, I had a very interesting start because it was in the, the film school way or the drama school way. I didn't know what, that acting was a profession. I didn't realize acting was an actual profession until I was 21 and I was in business school. Uh, in Holland being very depressed Mm. and not leaving my room for weeks and just watching films doing what I actually love the most is watching films and so at some point I got inspired by Heath Ledger's performance in the uh, in the Dark Knight as the Joker and I've watched it so many times that I kind of learned the lines and then I used my phone to record myself doing it back then we didn't have the selfie camera 2010 so (laughs) I just recorded myself doing it and I was like oh that acting thing's fun. Maybe I should go to London and try it out. Mm. Didn't tell my parents why I was moving to London, but I did graduate business management. But in the meantime, I was trying to get parts in short films using Star Now and Casting Co-Pro, mm, websites and like that, come, yeah. that help, for, help you know, young actors get work and, and fail. Like Sam said, it's so important to fail because I, I almost got these, I was, I was going to auditions, I'm, I was almost getting these short films and eventually I booked one. And I booked another one and, th- and a third one all in the span of like a week. And then I shot them and then they came out and they were awful. And I was horrible <laughs> in them. It was just the worst. And I was like, I couldn't even watch them. But I was like, no, I feel like I'll learn. I'll learn. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, it's my first thing. What do I expect to be like Tom Sounds Cruise? No. Yeah, yeah. So I got into the National Youth Theater, which gave me a lot of confidence as well. Because mm. I was one of the only foreigners. And really after I graduated business management, I decided No. There's no going back. I, <laughs> I sort of burned my diploma in business as a ritual, as a metaphor <laughs> to, you know, yeah. I, I shouldn't have a plan B. If I have a plan A, I'll stick to it. And, and yeah, that was it. Here I am. Yeah. Pretty
0: cool. Um, there's one fact <clears throat> you... Uh, were a pentathlon cha- champion of Bulgaria at the age of 12.
3: <laughs> at the age of 12, yeah. This,
0: this is a fact on your um, bio page. Yes. Is this
3: true? It is true. You were pentathlon
0: champion. Yeah, That's when I was 12. Cool. Is that like drawing pentangles <laughs> on, on <laughs> pentangles, a yeah, exactly. piece
3: of paper? <laughs> is, is there such a thing as a pentangle? <laughs> I, I have no idea. it has five uh, angles. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need
4: to include something about my high jumping skills now. My yeah, bio. please Ooh, do. do two. Two. Were you a champion? Unfortunately, not. No, mm, can't
1: doesn't it doesn't. What, what was your best? What was your PB? I
4: can't even remember. We all that. did I I remember because I did one of
1: And anyway, you cheated because you're tall. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so
0: You yeah. walked over it. Julian was like, oh, I can't even reach out my hand. <laughs> and he still got over it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how good Julian is.
0: He's a champion, a pentathlon champion.
3: Yeah, 12. 12. We only ran 600 meters. Was there any other, uh, anyone else? <laughs> that's why you keep it in your violence. It sounds yeah. cool. It does but sound Me cool. saying I
0: was a chess champion when i was nine you
3: know yeah I mean? well it was national championships
0: oh, I'm just oh so there was other people there yeah yeah it was at least like 10, 10, 10 of my friends came
3: right yeah, oh. yeah man. nice some of them were younger
0: all right yeah. well, that's good so you you did uh, a couple of short films that you you yourself didn't think were you were very good in them how oh, did no, you progress you. from there what mm-hmm. was the next step for you
3: i just uh tried to find an agent um, you know, and it's one of those vicious circles, you know, spotlight is the way the place where you have to get registered as a professional actor in the industry. And that's mm. where all the castings are. That's how the agents tap on to uh, that directory and, 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 you know, all these casting notices and they suggest people forward. However, to be on that, you have to have been in drama school or have three professional speaking credits with a name role. And you can't get those unless you have an agent to put you for the so it's like a vicious mm. circle. Um I kind of got around that by accident, and my first agent was, um, funny enough, Stagecoach Agency, the kids' agency. That's still good. Yeah. yeah. And so they we're-, were going into adult actors for the first time in 2011. Mm-hmm. So I kind of signed with them, and they got me on Spotlight because they had a deal with Spotlight or something, and that's how I became a member, and it kind of opened doors. And actually, we have an actor in The Dare mm-hmm. who is with them, and I was just speaking to the agent and saying, by the way, I was with you. Five you gave me the start to my career, check me on IMDb and you know and she texted that's me back, really Oh, cool. I remember you. Yeah, well, it's so funny. That's really nice
0: the same people still there. Same no? people, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, that's they'll they'll be happy with that. Yeah. And put yeah, your yeah. picture up on the wall and say success, <laughs> this is what can happen. Success stories. It's a nice success story. Yeah. Um, okay, good. That sounds sounds like a nice plan.
3: For yeah, you. finding agents, finding all sorts of work. And I think what's key is make your own work. the The more the more I grow up, the more I realize that you can't wait around for casting people, other producers, other directors to totally. to notice you. You gotta you know write for yourself or for other people. Be a filmmaker. You know, because actors are supposed to be storytellers. Mm-hmm. Why not expand that? You know, you shouldn't be your own your only instrument. You have other ways, and it's so easy how to make short films with digital cameras, even an iPhone. Uh-huh. There's so many apps that you can use to 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 make it look really good. Mm. And why not? Why, why not put yourself out there? Yeah, this totally is the only way.
0: Mm. That's good. And but you're Bulgarian, but you I am. Yeah, you've learned English. There's a fact here.
1: Yeah, I was gonna. Well, but, and, there, <laughs> and there is a fact there. But I was, when you said you want, you need to make your own work, would you also agree that you have to make your own lightsabers?
3: <laughs> yeah, yes you do. <laughs> Good one. Yes. This is
0: also on your bio.
3: This is also on my bio. <laughs> and 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 and.
0: <laughs> and this goes on. This
3: is great. Yeah, I should trim you down used. my bio. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and as a teenager, you, do
0: that, you
1: would invite friends round to duel. <laughs> <laughs> we would, yes, we would duel. With these lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. And is, when you say as a teenager, is, are we saying that that doesn't happen anymore? <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, now I have actual Filipino kali fighting sticks, so I use those. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because oh, I have so this Norm ones to
0: come around because you're going to hurt them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Julian's been practicing. Everyone, don't go around.
3: Don't come to my house un- unannounced. Um, yeah. So that's I have this um, uh, wet dream of being Nightwing in in the the Batman. <laughs> wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a dream. Well, because it's really like I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm really excited. about The prospect of maybe being sure. Nightwing. So I'm I'm learning how to do backflips and fight with sticks, all that yeah. stuff because I speak Spanish yeah. not not That's to be what? too much of an asshole but you know ah, but you I did have the Spanish is that, that on his mind? <laughs> it is It is. I just, I just decided not to say it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is no it's all that uh, <laughs> you see guys put yourself out there it's true
0: yeah. it's true and how many times has, uh, you worked in Italian have you done any films
3: uh, no, I've done a couple of auditions cause I had an agent there okay. and I've, I've, I've been to Cinecittà, the studios in Rome and I've shot, we shot Ben-Hur there. Actually, I just auditioned for Ben-Hur, but we shot Ben-Hur in, I shot in Matera. They shot all over the place, but I just had one day on it, stayed for three weeks in a five-star cave. It was amazing. Amazing. A really? five-star yeah. cave. Cave. Yeah. Cause the whole city is caves. Yeah. It's a very ancient city. Yeah. Um, and well, not ancient, it's like f- from, um, I think they were built, like, in the 4th century. But anyway, people still live in the caves. Like, uh, I think 80,000 people in the city live in caves instead of houses. Oh. Like, they, they've wow. made the cal- caves into houses. And cool. so Five Star Caves, next door was Rodrigo Sanatoro, who was playing Jesus. And next to him was um, Morgan Freeman, who played God in a, in a film before that. Yeah. So I was next to Jesus and God. <laughs> two weeks. In between the two. Yeah. <laughs> <team. laughs> Having a wet dream. In the cave, Yeah. <laughs> I love
0: it. So, Sam, um, how, obviously you, you had a, a good start. Let's say, let's go with this because well, uh, a ropey start, really. Well, ropey they, start. Had a focus and underexposed, but yeah, it did get but, better, yeah. According to your book, <laughs> yeah. but it got better. So, yeah. you, you, how did you make the transition? Obviously, now Baff the nominated for the short mm-hmm. film, which mm-hmm. is amazing. How did you make the transition from that to being a full
4: time cinematographer? That short film, the BAFTA-nominated short, came a few years into my career. Mm. I'd like to say a little bit about finishing Westminster, actually, because I, I yeah. finished Westminster I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to be a cinematographer. I had a very small cinematography reel. I thought I'd have to work my way up you know, the camera or lighting department as an assistant mm-hmm. for maybe five, ten years before becoming a cinematographer. So I... I sent out an email to every single uh, cinematographer in the knowledge, which is the sort of bible of filmmaking contacts. I must have sent out over a thousand emails. Mm. I got three replies. Okay. They were good <laughs> replies, though, right? <laughs> they were lovely replies, yes. and they were from the top people in the industry. We're talking Oscar-winning cinematographers, wow. which does tell you something. Mm. Um, and I got a couple of days shadowing, but. Um, I never really got a chance to to push through in the camera department as a camera trainee. Mm-hmm. But ironically, I got chances to shoot stuff as a cinematographer, just short films and, you know, and, and content and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that, so that's how I sort of decided at 21 years old, I was going to give it a shot, just going straight into it, throwing my, threw myself into the deep end. And it, it sort of, it paid off. It, it was still, a you know, it was a long process to get there. Mm-hmm. Another thing, for example, is not many people would give me a shot at 21 having just finished uni in the UK. So I had to, to get experience, I had to take a film in Nigeria, actually to get my yeah. first feature credit, which isn't actually on my C V. Uh well it is it's on my C V not my bio. <laughs> it's not on this one. Because on, it was an it was a Nollywood film, which Ollywood. you know, and Nollywood doesn't have, Ollywood. you know, the, the biggest reputation sure. in the world in terms in scale it does, mm. you know, in quality. Yeah they make money. And and this was this was a film. So at twenty one I went out there, I'd met this this producer director once for a coffee in London. I went out there and turned up uh to start prepping this this uh two hundred thousand dollar feature film um Great. and i didn't know what it was going to be like i had no idea of the experience completely local crew it was an incredible experience i mean it was really tough you know i'd never mm. shot out in a climate like africa that heat i sure. uh, was we shooting in tin studios that were just basically conduct you know just like saunas basically to work <laughs> in building sets in there um but it was amazing and it was a chance to make a you know a, f- a feature film at 21 yeah. um it was Wonderful a film experience. that had the ambition to sort of be a Nollywood film that would appeal to, um, African audience, but also appeal to a Western audience. So they Mm -hmm. tried to develop a script that would, would tie into both. Ultimately, perhaps wasn't successful. A few filmmakers have tried over the years. Um, but it was a brilliant experience and that got me on my way and gave my first feature credit. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I went to the national film and television school. So I did a lot of film school, five years altogether.
0: Oh, so you made a feature and then went, and then I went to the NFTS. NFTS. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
4: and I, I got in there and that was amazing. Um, if anyone is is looking to become a cinematographer i would suggest uh once you've had a few years of experience assisting or you know making making shorts and things try and apply there because it really is a course that sets you up in the industry fantastically taught great tutors brilliant facilities so
3: did you say it was a year course? Squ- a year it was it's
4: a two-year course so two it's years. it's the um it's the ma um in in cinematography uh-huh. so you there's ma's in most most um specializations mm-hmm. including writing directing producing sound mixing etc um because and-
0: we've, we've had a lot of debates on this podcast about People who, a lot of the people we've talked to didn't get into film school, but yet have made a career in the film world. So obviously they're saying, I didn't need film school, you don't need to go. So it's really nice to hear the other side, and you're saying, actually, I learned so much. I mean, maybe there were more directors than cinematographers.
4: It was, it was right for me. I was lucky mm-hmm. to get in, but I still think had I not got into those courses, I had a lot of motivation, a lot of drive and I was a real hard worker. I would follow any opportunity that came my way. So I, I feel I would have still made it to this point. However, it might've taken me a little bit longer because, you know, building up that show is easier at university, at, at film school, essentially be it uni or, or, um, or, uh, you know, MA. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it What were we doing about again? Forgotten.
1: <laughs> you went to the N- NFTS. <laughs> NFTS, that's right.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I came out of there and then yeah, about a year later I shot this this sh- short film. Actually, I've got a funny story about that film, Connect, which yeah. was BAFTA nominated. I actually had another short film that I was offered and the dates clashed but Connect was a night shoot and the other, the other one was a day shoot so I ended up doing both so, <laughs> Yeah, wow. so I'd go and shoot one short and then turn up for the night shoot on Connect shoot that through the night get about an hour and a half sleep and then go to set and shoot the other I one I
3: love that yeah. you weren't joking about being a hard worker <laughs> you deserve that no, no, <laughs> give him two give him two <laughs> yeah. I mean
4: it, it was only like a four minute <laughs> film as well so it was quite amazing that it got BAFTA nomination and sometimes the short shorts actually do well because they're not trying to be too grandiose. A, a shorter yeah. feature, there just as a, a snippet of of life, and you come in and out of these these characters' lives at a dramatic moment. I think it's a nice it's a nice little short, but interestingly to tie into your your um, your comment about you know you've talked to people who've have not been to film school. I kind of think being a filmmaker, being committed to life for, for the, as a profession to do that, you have to embrace that your whole life is one big film school. I know it sounds a bit corny, but whether mm. you have a formal education in it or whether you're Making films on you know Final Cut X and your iPhone and uh, or DSLR and with your mates acting, um, it it doesn't really matter. It's really the the mentality of wanting to learn, Mm -hmm. wanting to go out there and, and understand visual language, understand storytelling, and not. Necessarily be that uh, not not put too much importance perhaps early on on technical quality, but really just wanting to to make mistakes and learn from it, and always never thinking that actually you've got nothing to learn because I I mean I I, when you talk to the best people even when they're in their seventies Oscar winning filmmakers Mm -hmm. I think that most of them will will say to you well every film I make I it's like starting again I learn so many things that I never thought. You know i thought I thought I'd nailed that side of the job, but something else came up on that that brought up a whole different element to it. Yeah. it's a never ending process, so I think that's what's important is that mentality whether you go to film school or not, sure,
3: yeah, I agree with that, and yeah, like Al Pacino class. would you know still has acting classes three times a week, and who are we to stop learning right? yeah, I mean, and that's uh, the whole point of I didn't go to drama school, yeah, but you have to learn no mm-hmm. matter in what form mm-hmm. uh, as you were saying. In acting as well, that's, these are the opportunities to learn and fail without consequences is mm-hmm. when you're training, when, you know, in a studio, in a safe environment, like a laboratory where you can explore your instrument, your, mo- your emotional muscles and stretch them in different ways. And, you know, f- uh, that's how you learn. And so I, I I say to everyone who wants to be an actor to you know go do that in a in a studio environment if you can't afford school if if you don't want to be stuck for three years and you still you know you're paying your bills mm-hmm. no matter what age you come into it you know you still need to train it doesn't mean. Uh, there's different ways, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or you can learn online for if it's uh, something more technical and you can watch video tutorials. There's so much like online that. now. you can do There's it. so much for I, directing. And, I saw and
4: Scorsese make. was now doing uh, mm. online tutorials, which amazed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's,
0: getting, he's coming on the podcast too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's doing quite well, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing yeah. all right. He's doing all right. No, I, I totally agree. I think it just getting out there and making something, whether you're at film school or not, the more you do it, mm-hmm. the more you learn. It, mm. Fail with this one. You don't have to show it to everyone. You don't have to win a BAFTA. You have mm. to just go make it. Mm. the more you do it you, you learn every time and that's how we, i think pretty much we've all mm. started failing so but i keep failing
4: i suppose if you if you compare filmmaking to say uh you know another, another art form say you were you know interested in painting or uh, you know musician or photographer mm-hmm. you essentially you, you'd, you'd buy some you know materials and you'd have a little studio space and you do something by yourself and you could have that that sort of education that experimentation in quite an easy uh, environment to do when you're starting out the difficult thing about filming i suppose is it is a collaborative uh, art form and it it does require a number of people and resources which mm. aren't easy to get to or, or necessarily cheap always so sure, it's about sure. sort of tailoring your projects to that but also just if you meet people that have similar interests mm. it's about you know keeping them close and, and getting them uh, on board and, and up for doing projects with you because it's let's face it other than maybe an observational documentary it's quite hard to make (laughs) (laughs) to make a film you know just by yourself so it's that's also worth you know bearing in mind that's probably the 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 good thing about film school is you you know you You get to meet you meet filmmakers there Mm -hmm. because if you if you you know growing up in a small town somewhere like i did in the middle Mm -hmm. of nowhere in holland uh, you know small village i didn't know anyone who want maybe one girl in my class was interested in filmmaking she's now actually a documentary filmmaker which is amazing (laughs) yeah and my neighbor uh i didn't know at the time because he was quite a lot younger than me he's now a cinematographer which is really bizarre i said (laughs) no apparently this this village had several filmmakers but i didn't know at the time um, and this is in Holland. Where this you, is in Holland. You yeah. up in Holland? Hey, I forgot nous? that you went yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. You Actually, speak- that's not even Dutch, is it? Uh, yeah. no idea what oh, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> you said hello to him. Oh, right. oh, they right. say a lot of things <laughs> the same as we do, really. Just yeah. have a, a Dutch like this. It's you know. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Right. Hello. Do yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you speak fluent Dutch? Yes. Even, so e- I even speak English with a dejection. <laughs> <laughs> <a> <laughs> yeah, a good party I've trick. the <laughs> trick. Steve McLaren there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, expect, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, well, there that you go. I mean, that really offended me, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Steve trying uh, it. Uh, yeah, he just needed your clogs don't on, didn't he? <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs>
1: when you were at the National Film and Television School, yeah. w- was there any kind of specific difference taught in terms of film over TV? Or,
4: on leaving... NFTs. Did you find? Have you? What do you find the differences are? It's it's a really good question. When I was actually at film school, um, we were probably just about entering the start of uh, this this huge sort of this this golden age of television, which is is perhaps you know started seven seven years ago or so, and Mm. and we're we're reaching a sort of climax of it uh, at the moment. Um, So when I was at film school, films were still considered you know the highest production value mm. type of storytelling um both in terms of you know they were shot on 35 mil or 16 they had mm-hmm. bigger budgets television was always seen as at that point um a bit more soapy done by the numbers uh you know perhaps that the production values of lighting cinematography wasn't quite as artistic as it was in filmmaking but that's all changed now and mm. um essentially we, we find ourselves in a, in a point where i always call it the golden age of television now but in a way that the, the tables have, have, have turned and, and swung in the opposite direction nowadays um you know there's so many amazing uh, high production quality cinematic tv shows being made and the money is all there mm-hmm. especially in in you know character driven stories mm-hmm. uh, and filmmaking really has has evolved in, and morphed itself into two stratas one is the small indie film up to about two million mm-hmm. uh, where you you know you it could be fantastic, but you're always going to be struggling up against the elements. And the other thing is a huge franchise filmmaking. You, as we've all sort of seen these Marvel films, the hundreds of millions of dollar budgets, um, which I now think just I'm very bored with that type of filmmaking. And they just feel like computer games. I've seen yeah, them before. It's that, very rare that I yeah. see one that I feel is advancing us. But, you know, television now is, is really interesting. In fact, it's, it's actually more of a struggle to find a really interesting story uh, in the film world that has... a a decent budget so if you've got a film perhaps with a you know period film or uh you know something that just requires quite a lot of money production value wise for whatever reason unless it's got a really big star behind it who's really pushing it forward you'll find that financing even for big filmmakers with a big track record it's it's tough to come by Mm. but i don't think we should fret i think we should embrace the the fact that um you know television offers us different opportunities i'd like to see more writers and producers who work in television capitalizing on the format because essentially you 've got one format which is a film two hours essentially to make a tell a story another mm. one which is something between six and ten hours tell I've a got story. longer sure you've got longer mm. so in theory that's more time for character development mm. much more mm-hmm. and yeah. motivation and you can really explore characters you can explore subjects in, in you know in, in more depth however I feel often mm-hmm. writing doesn't necessarily do that in television mm-hmm. but I think they are changing I just recently saw um, netf- the new Netflix Fincher show Mindhunter. Yeah, I've been watching it, which I feel is one of the first to to capitalize on that. For example, the first one hour episode, story wise, is probably narrative wise what you fit into the first ten or fifteen minutes of Of a feature feature, film for Mm -hmm. sure. But it's so engaging, and you really get an in depth insight to the motivation behind this character and why he (laughs) wants to become, um, you know, uh, why he wants to explore this um, uh, psychological psychological behavioral department in in, in the uh, in the FBI and um, create these new techniques. So I think that's a good example of how television writing can actually propel uh, TV into a, a new form of, of of storytelling, so I'd like to see more of that. But it's an exciting time because you've got you've got both options, really. It's, I agree. It's I've, kind of like sorry yeah. to interrupt, but
3: Please. it's it, it's kind of like in now now in TV you can actually see the character make tea and then drink it, <laughs> <and> then <look laughs> all, all those shots. In the we, go, yeah. we got to cut that.
0: Oh, out. No, yeah. Got to cut that. Out.
3: No, and and if and if the story is interesting, you would be compelled by that, and and, and you would actually. Yeah, it would, it would mm. move the story well, forward. Are, it wouldn't be just, yeah. yeah
0: people like. are compelled. People are watching these things. Mm. Yeah. 100% we're watching someone over four seasons of development and story mm. growth. And it's fascinating. Mm. I, I agree. I think uh, things mm. are moving forward in a big way in TV for us. Mm. And as filmmakers, if we make something great in that platform, yeah. well, yeah, doors open massively. Like, you, mm. like the tunnel, for instance, mm. is, is huge. Born to Kill the New on Channel 4. Did you work <laughs> on all of them? Or were you just doing select episodes?
4: It it differs every time. I mean obviously my preference is always to do the first season if possible, at least the first block of a show, because essentially like a feature film, you're setting a look. So that's mm. that's the difference you could find yourself in as more of a jobbing DP director that does something a show episodes of a show that's already been set up. Yes. Um that's probably the main difference in my role and trying to try and do those first block things is important. On Born to Kill I did the first two episodes mm-hmm. out of four. And on The Tunnel, um, I did two episodes of the second series and three of the third. And we did the the finale of the third. So I've had the experience of both. I mean, The Tunnel, I've got uh, really, um, I'm very close to that show because I've obviously done two series of it. it? And I know all the execs and I'm working with the same director, most of the same team. So that was a great experience. And it's, you know, it's always different when you take a block of TV and you're coming in and there's sort of mm. a visual design. Already that set has already a little. set up yeah. yeah. It's normally one of my questions in an interview to producers, which is, you know, how much scope do I have to change this? And normally there's a... There's some insight into that in the script as well, because uh-huh. if the script maybe goes off and explores a different, you know, narrative tangent or a new storyline or characters evolve or new locations, you know, well, I can put my stamp on that. Uh-huh. Um, I generally don't take anything that I'm told is, is you've got to just do what they've done before and match it up. Because uh, you know, I know they did that with Mr., kind of Mr.
0: Robot because they they had a specific look uh, mm. of how they wanted, obviously how they shot it as well with people in the bottom of frames or how they did it. And they, they had a Bible that they set to every cinematographer and director that came in, which wasn't many times. They kind of did it all by himself. But, yeah, that was. Mr. Yeah.
4: Robot's probably my exception because I think it's the best shot TV show of all time. I think <laughs> <laughs> the cinematography is incredible on it. So, if someone sure. offered me one, even just half an episode, they just said come in for a day, I'd take even it it's you Mr. Were, Robot. Even though I love you had it.
0: to do it the same as <laughs> them, you pretty much had to copy because it. Because I love
4: their design and because I thought that their visual design was so innovative. It was, and it was actually it better than I could have thought up. I would have jumped at the chance to do a block of that show. Oh, yeah, right. so there are exceptions to that rule. You're right. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. I know Stranger Things, the same thing there. They they had the same sort of look. This is how we're doing it. Mm. So it must be interesting for you to jump into something like that when you haven't been there from the beginning. What's mm. that like to just step onto a, a set like that and go, OK, you're already in play. Everyone's the same crew, pretty much, right? Part yeah, from you, you know, and maybe you the director.
4: Exactly. Normally the director, DP and uh, first AD normally mm. prep a block while the uh, the block that's currently shooting shoots. So you normally inherit, uh, you know, all the art department and the same, all yeah. um, your camera and lighting and grip crew are the same. Um, so on one hand, it's it's easier because you everyone else is is up to speed and they know the show, they know the style. Everyone's already in their flow, so you've got to get up to speed quickly. I suppose that's the that's the tricky part but there's a there's a security in knowing that everyone around you um is comfortable with what they're doing and uh you know is good at it and have been doing it already for for months it can feel a bit lonely when you're prepping it funnily enough because you end up being in this production office with hardly anyone else because they're all working around. yeah, yeah all they're all working they're shooting, and, you know? and the production team are really busy actually organising the shoot days and so you're just sort of pushing into the prep corner and trying to figure out all your ideas but no one really cares until you actually step onto set I mean right. that's not quite true but, but yeah I know what you it's, mean it's, 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 that sounds lovely experience. darling I've just got to go
0: to it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right do you, do you come in with your own specific ideas you say I'd like to shoot this way do you talk with the director what's your process? there
4: i like to be prepped i like to be i like to know i like to have a plan but i like to be quite fluid on the day as well which mm-hmm. does scare some people uh i i'm happy to improvise <laughs> and just to make it up if i see something better yes and yeah, that's the, for me the biggest thrill and the biggest kick i get out of of being a cinematographer and being part of the filmmaking process is when i improvise you with see something my director yes and a team and it it's better than i could have imagined mm-hmm. uh, and when you watch something back and you're just very proud of how it feels you know how scene just is very emotional and the performances the edit everything about it comes together and that's mm-hmm. that's the other thing you, you've got to think about when you're sort of choosing your role when you're starting out do i'm interested in directing everyone wants to be a writer director and mm-hmm. i thought i did as well at the start and then i wrote a project and it was absolutely terrible and I realized I'm not a writer (laughs) at all. My strength is visual storytelling.
0: But it's great that you learned that. It's great that you tried. I had to try. Rather than going, oh, I could do this. You went and did it. You went, no, it's not for me. That's
3: something I wanted to say earlier for for creatives of, you know, whether it's cinematographers, directors, actors. We're creatives, right? Mm -hmm. In in air quotes. he's doing Meaning, yeah, (laughs) I am doing air quotes. (laughs) But we always struggle with money. That's the whole thing about this industry. Of whether or not you'll get another job ever again mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that. But I just think actors or, or filmmakers can find a creative way to make money mm-hmm. rather than be a bartender or whatever of those Absolutely. things. There, there mm-hmm. must be – if you put your mind to it, you're creative for God's sakes. Put yeah. your mind to making – a living that doesn't kill your soul and,
0: mm-hmm. and stops you going to meetings, or yeah. auditions, or whatever. And it throughs. kind of
3: yeah. yeah, and work for yourself and create something with friends and or make a feature film with friends and mm-hmm. just just make your own break really. And yeah. and also yeah, that's my that was my note. Good note. Mm. It's a great note. What about
1: then going from being an actor to being a producer
3: on the day? Mm. That was even more shocking. I mean, <laughs> that was more <laughs> uh, restrictive. You know what? I, I thought it was windy. so shocking. <laughs> yeah, that. But it, it, after, after I considered it, I was like, 2000, that was in 2016,
0: right? Right at the end. Well, we yeah, started yeah. working we, on it. In-
3: we started working on it in May. Yeah. But we actually <laughs> okay. made it in November. Yeah. But for me, having Donald Trump become president in the United States of America and Britain leaving the European Union, that was the third most audacious, you know, crazy idea <laughs> the crazy thing that me being a producer is the third most ridiculous thing that happened that year so, <laughs> a, so i was lucky year, i was happy first. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, thank god that happened so, so i felt right. good yeah it's like okay i'll get on get on with this but
0: how was the experience for you because this is the sort of semi-first time producing because you've done shorts and you've, you know, yeah. you've been involved in that but to do a feature film that must have been Really interesting. Right? And
3: pretend Charles isn't here. Yeah. yeah. You hey, Hi. <laughs> Hi there. Um right he It was him, it was exhausting, <laughs> I'll tell you that. And it's more exhausting than acting, in the sense that you you work an hour before everybody starts working and three hours after everybody's mm. finished working. Mm. And after I get to my flat and start to relax that's when I get the most creative ideas and I call Giles and we have another hour on the phone every night Mm -hmm. (laughs) at 11pm yeah um, and I'm
0: like Julian I'm trying to
3: sleep yeah. say
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, what about These this crazy yeah. ideas no it's great because <laughs> it <was laughs> producing will you Yeah. <laughs> stop <laughs> producing me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we came up with some great ideas at those points but what about that and how would this yeah. work and
3: sometimes we would remember stuff that we haven't addressed mm-hmm. uh, production wise and be like oh what about the scolding chamber that we're building is mm-hmm. anybody on that <laughs> yeah is someone doing that <laughs> yeah. sure kind of realising that at 12pm yeah. on a yeah, yeah. so it was great, and it was very exhausting, and it was very overwhelming. Right, the amount of work, and to me, it felt like. And I tried to read books beforehand to figure out, and watched talks on um, Hollywood Reporter on podcasts, it, podcasts <laughs> <You're> on, <laughs> on iTunes, and uh, and it was just uh, <laughs> nobody really had anything. To say, to helpful to say about what producing is. I was like, yeah, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's doing everything, or it's making a film. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's kind of what I'm doing now. So I've I've been thinking about this. What to say? I think one of it is it's about willpower, Mm, the willpower to to push a film and champion a film to get made and then actually make it and then not compromise with what you set out to make, even though you have all the budget restraints and all, um, you know, the cast, the crew that you you know, Mm -hmm. the ideal cast or the cast that luckily we had an amazing cast didn't we, we did
0: and our first choices
3: yeah pretty. which is great yeah they
0: were first choices yeah. how did you which guys is how did you lucky?
3: julian we did <laughs> an advert together <laughs> we did a panasonic advert From panasonic okay.
0: yeah. i was a guy on the sofa pressing the TV on and Julian yeah. was in the TV.
3: I was a Formula One driver so well, you couldn't you see my face yeah, but I still got it. the big buyouts. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> High five. But you know, that's isn't that a great example of, of what you're talking about?
1: Like you, you, you get out there and you do stuff, the plan A thing, right? Yeah. And it just unfolds in whatever way. Who would have thought doing a Panasonic ad however many years That's ago so true, leads yeah. to you being a producer yeah.
3: on a feature with the guy it was mm. just during the Star Wars thingy I was just auditioning for Star Wars when I did that Panasonic. I didn't believe I you when
1: you
0: told me that on set I was like oh god this guy talking about Star I don't Wars I don't believe him now yeah. <laughs> what a show, <laughs> <laughs> I, show you, yeah. I can show you the emails guys yeah. Yeah. All right. this guy's in a helmet believed he records
3: he's up for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. imagine if I'd gotten <laughs> and you're like yeah. I didn't believe that guy I should have yeah. worn a helmet to the yeah, audition <laughs> to the audition yes <laughs> yes
0: Hilarious, but yeah, no, we we had a great time. It was it mm. was hard work. There's there's no question about that. And we were supported by some some great people in the studio. But mm-hmm. even still, hard. I imagine it would have been mm. harder on a windy forest with it yeah. raining and stuff. But well,
3: yeah. bear in mind, we made it in 18 days. Mm. We had to make it in 18 days because budget well, restraints it. and yeah, and yeah. it was a very special effects heavy film because it's a uh, it's quite gory at some mm-hmm. points of it, and mm. you know it's. It's very demanding, you know, and and schedule-wise, you know, uh, once you set up something like a special effect to be done for one take, you have to reset sometimes for 30 minutes and more. Mm -hmm. So you have to really think about um, how to do the scheduling. But we, you know, we pulled through and we we yeah. shot everything I
0: think we did you were second unit director as well oh that I was yes yeah. that was and exciting you was, and you were in the film as
3: a- I was a, a, a stunt double for <laughs> stunt Bart double. Edwards for our lead right. um, yeah. because he was supposed to be sprayed by blood but we didn't and that's one of those problems that you get on set like if you don't have the budget for blood for fake blood that's washable you get unwashable fake blood which means
0: it stays on your
3: skin yeah so for someone to be sprayed with blood <laughs> you get one take
0: you get one to, well not only that but afterwards we still had more to shoot so right. he would have to go scrub himself
3: for up. 30 minutes with um what's it called shaving, shaving foam shaven. so he'd come back all red, red and, and have to and make up yeah. so like, we haven't got time
0: yeah so we shot from behind and we <laughs> Julian was the stunt double for him getting yeah. sprayed with blood because we couldn't afford
3: to for <laughs> just a normal, just a normal producer yeah. role really. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like really you do it? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I know. He was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and you look kind of like him from behind. I do. So you- from the front, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually, we were thinking about that yesterday. That's yeah, true. And we sounded like we were both supposed to do um Calvin Klein commercial yesterday, yeah. an internal video, because yeah. we sound alike. There you go. 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 Wow kind of irrelevant information but
4: that's that's the great <laughs> thing about filmmaking isn't it is when you when you've got these restraints you can often be more creative you're forced to find solutions for so things. True. Mm-hmm. yeah
3: that's the the, the problem big... solving is what it is, is yeah what, and yeah. i
4: think that's why i enjoy i mean i haven't i haven't done a massive budget film yet but i think you know i really enjoy um I enjoy that element of it i think the more money you have in a way the less Creative, you can be sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes it depends. I know what yeah. you mean. You yeah. have to
0: think outside the box. Yeah. So if you've got a, a room, you thought, well, this is all we've got. Well, how about we? Oh, well, yeah. we can go through the window here. Why yeah. don't we move it there? Because you, you have to be creative. Yeah. And I suppose
3: yeah. when you have a bigger budget, you can be more creative in the sense that you can start your film with exterior space night a spaceship comes out
4: you know and that's another but then that, that throws up its own difficulties yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: what was the budget incidentally on another mother's son probably about three four
4: million right. i think mm.
0: wow pounds yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a sizable budget mm. really for
4: a... i guess the thing is period period films you mm. know that's the thing you can't underestimate is how much it costs to uh, dress and you know uh, dress sets mm. and find locations yeah, and costumes, yeah, dress people, dress extras, cars, everything.
3: Yeah, paint out satellite dishes in yeah. post-production. <laughs> make <laughs> you look eighty-five. Yeah.
4: although yeah. yeah. right. well, that's well, yeah, make me look twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. But that's one of the joys of it as well, isn't it? Go, you know, going back in time. and mm, Absolutely. Um, was there anything in the role for for you? You know, how did you sort of approach that, having to sort of you know, be someone living in that era. Well,
3: one of the most difficult things, I think, for all of us was not to be very wary when we're because a lot we improvised a lot as well and mm-hmm. ad libbed. So the hard thing there was not to say something like "okay" because "okay" is a modern word, so. right? And you had to think about all these expressions: is is, is this too new age to uh, or mm-hmm. too American or mm-hmm. too something? Yeah, and. And having to be Russian who's speaking English as a second language with an accent and ad-libbing within a period world was mm-hmm. a bit of a mind-leap. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just want to say yeah. one of my favorite films, period films, is is Barry Lyndon. Uh-huh. And
4: I just think it's incredible. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but yes, the yes. way the Kubrick's. actors move in that film is truly takes you back in time. It's... it's just incredible the way that that they do it and 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 i realized when i watched that there was that, that was a whole that was a whole thing it was a whole element to you know that that decision as an yeah. actor and as a director of you know how are we going to portray this world and mm. how authentic is it going to be um so yeah so and i did I actually did a, a, a tv period thing where um i won't name names but an actor put his Kept putting his hand in his pocket, okay, and it always bothered me because uh, I just didn't think people would have done that back then. But
0: for you as a cinematographer, would you say something or were you? it yeah. depends on this, my relationship
4: with the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Or on this we'll just, one, on this one, I didn't movie. because yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, on this one, yeah. I didn't because it wasn't it wasn't appropriate. But if you know, with Julian or someone, here yeah, you go, fine. Oh, you dickhead. <laughs> 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 Wait,
3: what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So, what's next for you guys? What's happening next?
4: I'm waiting to hear. I've just finished... Um... You wait to hear what? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll tell you what's happening next week. you. That's code for I don't have a, I don't have a next job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm waiting to hear too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is the great thing about the industry, guys, is you wait to hear a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But You're going on honeymoon
4: first. I'm going on honeymoon to Southeast Asia. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Um, yeah. a lovely Sarah. So that makes waiting to hear a lot easier. Yeah, um, and, then, uh, and then I'm hopefully going to be doing a feature film. Um, one of a few that i'm up for but they're just waiting to get that last bit of uh last bit of uh, money in mm-hmm. so uh probably start that um prepping it before christmas shooting uh shooting next year exciting um, can you tell us
0: what or no not? because
4: i don't know which one i've got yet which <laughs> i've got one? i've like got three it. different scripts and um I've got my preferences, but I'll see which one. You don't want to say that in case. Well, I don't want to say in case. Yeah, 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 exactly. But but also, if you're listening, yours is my (laughs) favourite. But just briefly going back to that film and TV thing, I I have actually made a conscious choice to try and do a film next because Another Mother's Son was my last film, and Mm -hmm. I've done three TV projects uh, between then. And although I love TV, I also love the format of a film and the freedom it gives you, mm. and, uh, you know, as a format, as a one-off story, having the beginning, middle, end. Yeah, yes, hopefully yeah. a theatrical release scene on the big screen, which is a big thing is, in terms of the so power different. of an emotional visual experience of a, a mm. story. So yeah, so I've, I've been pushing for that. So it's been a conscious choice, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed, one of those will will come off and right. uh, and keep me keep me busy.
0: Uh, Julian, what about yourself? The next Star Wars. <laughs>
3: Star Wars, hopefully, always, always in the run for that. But no, I, I just did a sh- a short proof of concept film, actually. Mm, um, by the Conversation? The Conversation, yeah. yes. Uh, cinematographer um, Stuart White, which yeah, Stuart both White. of you know, mm. yeah. Yeah. was amazing and really funny man, too. Mm. And uh, Adam Ethan Crow written and directed it, uh, who used to be a stand-up comedian, so it was a fun set. Um, and we lived in Barcelona in a house for five days. It was great, shooting night night shoots, a re- real Jason Bourne type of action film. And I got to do all my own stunts, uh, killed about 20 people in a span of two nights. What, really? And, uh, yeah. It's
0: yeah. great. Jesus. That's why I didn't get it. So we out <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. just outed him. But Holy cow!
3: And then um, I did my own stunt, and I fell from a five meter um, from five meters onto a mat, which was about a meter and a half, so three and a half meters of free fall backwards, pushed by a girl. Whoa. I mean, by, the, a, by girl, a girl, a girl who right. is an assassin, who was played by Sara Leal, who used to be world champion in taekwondo. Like so myself. she gives me... Uh, like you?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. International gold medalist in Taekwondo. Really? We yeah.
3: covered that in an earlier episode. How do you not, not
0: know? I'll drop it in anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: but anyway Put it on your Instagram. Well, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, it's bio. IMDb. <laughs> it's bio. Yeah, bio. Yeah. In fact, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was four. <laughs> so. <laughs> Less. Um, yeah, so...
1: I was at 18 months. I was Taekwondo world champion.
2: Pro-
3: prove I wasn't. Bless you.
1: <laughs>
3: um, yeah, but that's that's the last thing I did. And okay. also, again, s- stress is the, the importance of making your own breaks. Because mm. we made that. We're going to screen it at. 20th Century Fox and hopefully get some get noticed to make the feature, make the feature awesome. film yeah mm-hmm.
0: and you're awesome. producing more of the pickups on the dare so yeah, producing
3: that the more of yeah. the dare and the I'm posts. looking into some other scripts that maybe mm-hmm. I can do something with yeah
1: so then w- with all of those things in mind how, how do we keep a track of what you're doing and how do we follow you on social media and things like that
4: Google my name Sam and you'll 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 find my website but I am also on Instagram um, <laughs> magic hour man um, some so beautiful if, pictures
0: on there, by uh, the way. Oh, thanks! It's really worth following him for some stunning f-
4: photos. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I, 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 like I, them all. I have to say, I really fallen in love with Instagram. I've been I, said, I really years. like my own photos. <laughs> <laughs> in <Falling> <laughs> love with my work. I, <laughs> like, they are over the years. I think it's a great way to share. You know, a vi- it's a visual forum for people to share photographic ideas with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think mm-hmm. it's a lovely. It's what I do in the mornings. You know, like instead of sometimes reading a paper, just sort of have a little browse through images that inspire you. And I, I think it's brilliant. So I'd encourage I people to, to, you know, get on that and, and follow interesting visual artists on it. And, and it's a good way to, to, to network as well. Julian,
3: what about yourself? Well, I am also on Instagram, um, under Julian Kostov where you can find a lot of pictures of me and my, you know, doing pentathlon at the age of 12 <laughs> so, yeah. so i expect to see some now yeah <laughs> i want proof actually I'm... the last picture i posted is a swimming photo of me underwater because i used to be a professional swimmer champion of Drop bulgaria yeah, it is it yeah, is in my bio it is in my bio for men for men What Not seniors done? i mean yeah for men yeah. not yeah. Not, for girls. not girls not girls <laughs> yeah. Whereas I'm the, uh, the
1: champion of over 75s
3: ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Masters, I probably would be. Probably Masters. Be. <laughs> um, Julian Costov on a- everywhere, I think. Everywhere possible. And um, uh, IMDb including. And I have a website. Website. Oh, <laughs> website. <laughs> <laughs> www.juliankostov.com. Uh, yeah. What yeah. yeah. are the chances yeah, yeah. of yeah. both of them having a website? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. amazing.
1: Crazy. <laughs> <So> you <laughs> haven't got one down, have haven't you? haven't got a website.
0: Where can we follow you then?
1: Oh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, or both. Right. Dan710THS.
0: That's Dan at 710th. And you can follow me at Giles Alderson. And you can follow the Filmmakers Pod at Filmmakers Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, and go to our website, filmmakerspodcast.com. Do go to iTunes. Do leave us a nice review. This has been lovely. This has been yes. really pleasant. Mm. So you guys have been fantastic. Thank you, for d- your time. D- And despite the insincerity in, in his voice, I actually really have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: This has been nice, hasn't it, boys? Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> Truly enjoyable.
3: Thanks for coming yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah.
0: Thanks, boys.
3: Thank you. Thank you uh, oh, no, no. No. Thank yeah. you.
0: And we'll see you all next Tuesday. <laughs> <See you> next <laughs> Tuesday. Hey We will, we will. See you on the next screen. <laughs> <Tuesday. laughs>